welcome to the Emergence Discipleship Podcast, created to equip ourselves with insight, background, and context into the themes and topics we study each week, first as we gather together to worship Jesus, and then as we go and make disciples. Let's dive into this week's discussion. All right, everybody, welcome to the first week of our spring season. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your long break. (laughs) (laughs) really long break. Yeah, Kristen and I, and I were just talking about that. We feel it too. We feel it too. Uh, we will get we will get through this together. Not like I want anyone to think of leading a community group as getting through anything. No, but, it's uh, a, it's a pleasure and a blessing to lead. It is. Groups. It is. It's uh, so. But it know, is a commitment. Just go 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 with the flow. Um, we will try to avoid one week breaks in the future. But uh, we were kind of um, trapped by the calendar this this year, so. Uh, okay. A couple, um, so two things. Number one, um, I last week was sick. And so I might, um, you might hear sniffles and maybe coughing in the background during this episode. <laughs> and I'll, I'm wearing, I'm, I'm going to aim it away from Kristen. <laughs> and yeah, and Kristen's, I'm wearing a rain jacket. Kristen's give us a sample. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you might hear some of that this episode. It's 55 degrees outside yeah. and the air conditioner is blasting. Yeah, it's not a lot, office, not a lot so. better in here. <laughs> um so and, but we but you know what it's new t-shirt day for both it is, of us yeah we are yes. rocking the new tees chris you, you're got wearing a, a very sequoia national park is what yeah, you've got and you've got a beautiful lavender one Thank i feel you. like <laughs> i feel like we should have switched t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> it's a very nice color doug thank you it'll it'll look better when i'm not like just got through the tan. winter pale <laughs> Like, you don't match your lavender. I'm like t-shirt. the same color as this gray table. Look at that. <laughs> uh, and that's oh. that's the one thing I'm self conscious of. Anytime I have to preach, especially if it's during the winter, because I'm always like my hands look like I'm wearing, get, like I'm so pale. Yeah, I'm like, like you're wearing gloves. Look at my hands. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get you some self tanner. <laughs> that's yeah. Just come up with orange. <laughs> I'm oh. like, all right, everyone. This is going to be the best sermon ever. Okay. All right. We'll edit that in post? Or? Yeah, probably. Okay, good. <laughs> or I'll forget about editing it out in post, rather. All right. Good. Okay, so um, I really Some love I love oh. the title. Well, we'll get to announcements okay. in a second. I just oh. want to say I love the title of this sermon series, A House Divided. Yeah. That's Uh, Yeah, you know, I was teaching our membership class yesterday and it was actually I kept referring back to the sermon because so much of it was about unity. Yeah. And and yeah. Anyway, Mm. it was very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I'm Mm. psyched for it. We're Uh, getting ahead of ourselves, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, okay, so, yeah, we're we're in uh, first Corinthians this week, but let's just uh, some attention to the uh, announcements here. Oh, by the way, there's no communities extras video this week oh okay. uh yeah so i guess ryan couldn't talk uh, yeah there's yeah this is a he sounded week. like me when i'm a, when i'm smoking <laughs> <laughs> yeah during those those lapses that you have um and um yeah so don't worry about that the other thing i know i mentioned this the other week uh, but since the season's starting up this is especially important make sure you're getting back to people who are sending you uh requests for your groups so um, if you're having trouble with that, please at least let me know and maybe we can figure something out. But like, it's just really important that when people reach out to join a group, they hear back. So please be doing that. Um, uh, so uh, just for announcements, um, uh, we have uh, uh, you know prayer for a great 
uh, spring season together. Uh, Kristen, would you like to tell us sure. about the women's yeah. conference? Yeah, so we're, we have a women's conference coming up called Flourish, Created to be Free. It's going to be two really awesome days of fellowship, praise, building one another up in Christ. Um, the speaker is actually Lydia Brownback. I had never... I hadn't been familiar with her work, but I've since read her book, uh, a couple of her books, actually, and she is phenomenal. So uh, check her out, Lydia Brownback. She is a speaker and an author. Um, It's going to be a two-day event on May 19th, uh, which is a Friday, and Saturday, May 20th. Um, Tickets are $45 for both of the days, and that includes lunch and all sorts of good stuff. Um, But you do want to sign up soon because... Mm. I am running registration, and by golly, those tickets are going fast. Mm. So I know I bought like five for me and my boys. <laughs> so don't, don't sit around. If you did, I will <laughs> delete them. <laughs> With all the extra no, money you have nothing, laying around, nothing right? Nothing like a, like a $220 or uh, $225 prank. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those tickets are going fast, so be sure to sign up sooner than later. All right, sweet. Uh, we've got a family dedication service coming up on May 7th. So mm-hmm. you know what to do. Point people with kids to the digital bulletin. Um, you got that Ringwood service day where I uh, I was sent pictures of the tires that Those are in the woods. Those things are massive. Yeah. If you're into CrossFit, this is the day yeah. for you. It's cross, CrossFit uh, week at emergence. <laughs> yes. CrossFit service day. Exactly. Um, and you know, uh, and if you've got a bad, bad back, uh, you know, maybe, maybe go for you another, pick up the trash. Uh, another There's other trash yeah, exactly. that they're going to be, you know, yeah. alongside the roads. It's a cleanup. Yeah. Day. Bring one of those sticks with yeah. the grabbers on yeah. it. Those things are awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if some, if someone, you know, um, if, if, if someone, you know, is taking, um, uh, their first steps with Jesus starting point is, uh, kicking off this Sunday. And, uh, we are, it's, it's kind of cool because we are actually able to do it at Ringwood as well. So, um, that's going to be, that's going to be great. So just show up in total. It's in suite 300. Um, and you just can ask, find me. I'll be in the yeah. front room if you don't know where it's Yeah. At. Ask any, yeah. Kristen or, or one of her lanyarded people. Yeah. Yes? T-shirted up. T-shirted, T-shirted and lanyarded. Yep. Yes. Those shirts say, how can I help you? Mm. And you could take advantage of that. Yep. All right. For the icebreaker this week, what's the most encouraging thing that stuck with you from Easter this year? So, uh, you know, uh, uh, feel free to use that if you like. Um, okay. Now, the, uh, the text for this week is 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 17. Um, and uh, the way I summarize the message, important conversations require go- love and godly humility, and division in the church is one such conversation. I was like, should I make it two sentences? You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. All right. Um, now I begin with a little bit of background about uh, the letter, uh, the kind of the situation, the Corinthian correspondence that Paul has in the New Testament here. Um, or maybe God has in the New Testament that Paul wrote, um, is actually very fascinating. And it's one of the ones where, like, it's one of the books, especially 2 Corinthians, is, like, one of the books where, like, having a grasp of the background situation is, like, really important to really appreciate the the, the message of the letters. So, Acts 18 details Paul's founding of the church at Corinth and tells us that he spent 18 months there teaching the word of God among them. Aside from the two Corinthian letters in the New Testament, we know that Paul wrote at least two other formal letters to them. 
and visited them at least two other times. First and Second Corinthians reveal an extremely strained relationship between Paul and the Corinthian church, filled with heartache and concern. First Corinthians, written by the apostle in about AD 53, during his ministry in Ephesus, tells us of the beginning of this rift, as he takes up his pen to address several concerns reported to him by messengers sent from one of the Corinthian house churches. All right. Those are Chloe's people who are mentioned here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kristen, would you read for us the first three verses? Nah. No, All right. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Here you go. So First uh, Corinthians 1, 1 through 3. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brothers Sothens? Sosthenes. Sosthenes. Yes. To the church of God that is in Corinth to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both our Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, well done. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what do you learn about yourself from the first three verses of 1 Corinthians? About myself, eh? Yeah, especially if your name is Sosthenes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my next kid that's that's definitely the name we're going with there you go there you uh, go um so i i, I learn about like uh that uh, about being sanctified yeah. in christ jesus right yep um that the church that i belong to is not of steve or of ryan or any of us right mm-hmm. it is the church, church of, of god, god right that 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 we are entrusted with um, what else do we learn? Um, that we are called to be saint. We are one. We're called. Yeah. Um, and we're to be saints together with all those who, in every place, call in the name of the Lord. So that's um, that goes beyond Corinth. That goes beyond emergence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're called to be saints together with with those who call Jesus in every Lord. place. Yeah. yeah, in every place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And it is um, it is God's desire to give us grace and to give us peace. Mm. Um, so, okay, cool. So, little uh, little bit of a look at the verse question there. Second, uh, so so moving on to the questions um, related to this in the sermon, Ryan noted two things that must be upheld in the Christian life: privilege and responsibility. Okay, so. First question here, the greatest privilege we can possibly possess is our salvation, which unites us with Christ and makes us heirs of eternal life. What are some additional privileges that are ours in Christ? Well, I think the ability to pray and to know that God that God um, uh, hears us and mm. cares about us. Anyone else? I mean, I think it's a, it's a privilege to have the, I mean, you kind of say it here. But have having that assurance of eternal life, like we we know that death is not the end mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. um, and I that's just such an incredible blessing and privilege. Yeah, um, and the way it impacts our life now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there's so much hope with that. Yep. I think also being a part of the body of Christ where I can have others who will help me in my walk and who will love me and gain care for me mm-hmm. and I can do the same for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a very open-ended uh, question. 
uh, but just there to get the, 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 the cranial juices flowing. Um, what are some of the responsibilities that we have as God's Ooh. people? We, uh, I mean, for starters, we, we are called to care for one another, mm-hmm. um, carry one another's burdens, pray for one another, hold each other accountable. Um, yep. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with being God's people. Yep. Uh, one that sticks out to me as well is to cultivate a love relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, right? To love him and to keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to, so I think I, I think it, we, it's fair to say we have a responsibility to not let our love grow cold towards, mm. towards Jesus. Like that's something, that's a fire that we, it is our responsibility to mm-hmm. stoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now kind of moving into the meat of the message here. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9. Kristen holding the Bible yeah, ready to I, read. I'm holding my Bible ready to read. Let's go. Um, so verse 4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you are enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that You are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. All right. Um, So uh, I, I have a little explanation here. Even though Paul has to say some very hard things in his letter, Uh, He begins with this note of genuine encouragement, expressing his thanksgiving for the authenticity of the Corinthians' faith. Ryan remarked that despite some very concerning issues, Paul does not question his readers' salvation. Rather, he affirms them in the faith they confess and tells them of the confidence he has that God will enable them to continue his faithfulness to Christ. Like, I love how he leads with that because the letter does kind of become a bit of a laundry list of stuff that needs correction Mm -hmm. you know and so there's a bunch of things that can be drawn out from this but first i think it's important to ask some questions such as this one is it ever acceptable to question someone's salvation why or why not the cardinal sin of evangelicalism (laughs) how dare you sir (laughs) yeah um and uh yeah, I was just, it thoughts? just makes me think of like heretic hun- hunters, heretic who, are, hunt. okay, who yeah. are just like, oh, so that you can be not a Christian. You could be a little too, blah, blah. you could be a little too hot with it, right? You <laughs> yeah. could, you could turn it up to a, an yeah. eleven, right? But um, yeah, and I think, I think we have examples of of Paul doing this mm. in the in the New mm. Testament. I mean, even the Corinth, even in his next letter, he'll say, "Test yourselves to see whether you're in the faith." Yeah, and you know? but see, I think what is an important distinction is not. The responsibility is on the individual to question their their own mm-hmm. salvation and examine their own life, not necessarily the lives of those around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's not. I don't know. Is it acceptable to question someone's faith? Yeah, I feel like yes, absolutely, it is to question my own faith but mm-hmm. not necessarily because i don't know the inner workings of somebody's yeah and I, life. so i yes. mean i can see some fruit and i can certainly say hey i'm i'm seeing some of this fruit in your life yeah and, and i think that's something that you should look at and i want to walk with you with like walk with you in that mm-hmm. but not be like you are not a christian <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely not like a card that I would play super loosely. Um, I think that uh, you're you have a very good point because if you look at a lot of like the letters where you do see um, apostles um, or as the early church might call them apostolic men, uh, um, kind of inducing people to to ask those kinds of questions they of themselves they're uh like i think of the letter of hebrews right which is like very much like concerned with people falling away from the faith mm-hmm. and 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 warnings that like are very difficult to read as if they're they're like like they're not directed to them mm-hmm. you know i think like of the dreaded hebrews 6 you know um or perhaps we should say wonderful hebrews 6 <laughs> um but then he goes on and he says but i'm convinced of better things for you mm-hmm. you know so there's there's the you know, planting that seed in their mind, like, hey, if you're living like this, if you're mm-hmm. thinking like this, um, this is a salvation, this, this can be a salvation issue, sure. like, yeah. you know, um, but uh, at the other time, like, you're couching it with in encouragement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I also think, however, of, like, um, pe- people in the New Testament who are frankly acknowledged to have walked away from Christ, mm-hmm. Uh, like the people in First John, where it's like they went out from us um, and co- they didn't continue with us. And if they had been of us, they would have continued with. And you think of like Paul talking about people who have like um, abandoned the faith, made shep- shipwreck of their mm-hmm. faith. I think Hymenaeus and Alexander, if I remember. Uh, but um, yeah, so like there's an acknowledgement that like there is a point as w- at which we, we can question that. But most often... It's it's like church discipline is right where like the the disfellowshipping from the church is is like the last step. Yeah, the it's final final thing that a church can do. Right. right. Yeah. And I'm but I feel like that's also if the person is is like oh yeah I know what the I know what the Bible says I know what God God wants of me and yeah. I'm just not going yeah, yeah. to do it. Yeah, there's a conscious <laughs> willful disobedience. Yeah. It's uh, not like knowledge. A, it's no, not out of ignorance yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I just think uh, it's it'd be a little like this is a cautious one for me because I think people can be especially like especially I mean, maybe they've just always been this way. But um, but right now, just because people are so divisive, mm-hmm. um, it's so and want to pick tribes yep. and teams mm-hmm. to be on. um they're always looking at everybody else with critical eyes. Yeah. So I think the thing to do, the way to approach it is not necessarily question somebody's salvation, but I mean, not that you, I don't know. I don't know I, what I'm I, saying. I, I, I but want, like walking alongside somebody in discipleship, if their life is producing yeah, like fruit, if you're not doing, not, And like if you're not doing something to come alongside them, like right. are you even in the position to really do that? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I think like it has to be like it's it's almost like I think I think maybe helping someone to see that some grave issue in their life is relevant mm-hmm. to their salvation. Right, it's right. relevant to the, their genuineness right. in Christ. So yes, I mean I guess the the bottom line is yes, we should question people's salvation, but incur like not divorce that from our own responsibility toward that person. Yeah, there's a way to do it. That, and this is yeah. also, I feel like, I'm like not, well, I guess there's two things here. So I was going to say, one, question 
questioning people's salvation that you are close with and you have a relationship with Mm -hmm. in tandem with your role in their life and how you can walk with them Mm. and disciple them. But then also questioning not somebody that you just like know on Facebook, but like I'm thinking of people who you allow to speak into your life. So authors or speakers or pastors, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, looking at their life and questioning their salvation and should they have a voice in your life or not mm-hmm. yeah well that kind of goes along with what, some of what ryan was yeah what ryan was saying with giving too much credence to certain uh, people. yeah 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 um, yeah um yeah exactly um so i think because because this i'll tell you you know without without sticking on this question for too long here i guess one other thing that comes to mind is that like this there are definitely some um times when people are really into like the whole questioning of salvation thing where it can become almost a form of spiritual abuse Mm. where you know like where it's um uh you know you're constantly hanging that over their head Mm. um and uh so you know you need people it should be done with a lot of discernment Mm. and if you're not able to wield a lot of good discernment then maybe you're not the person to be saying that uh to people um, but okay. So next question, if you answered yes to the previous question, hint, hint, I hope you did. Uh, <laughs> what are some factors that might account for why Paul writes as if he is giving the Corinthians the benefit of the doubt? Um, and here I give, I actually give some suggestions here. Um, so I'm just going to about through them. Number one, he spent a year and a half among them. So he knows them well. This is not a church he is not familiar with. In fact, one might say, arguably, this may be the church that he's given that he gives more attention to during his ministry than any other that we know of. Um, number two, he is speaking in general. Uh, Rome might be another uh, a, a contender for it. Uh, number two, he is speaking in general to an entire church rather than to particular individuals whose faith is questionable. So like the man sleeping with his father's wife in chapter five or those doubting the resurrection in chapter 15, right? Like, if he got them alone, like would, but even then, right? Like it's, it's, it's all, I'm hard pressed to find examples in scripture of like uh, challenges that the apostles make that are not couched in encouragement. Mm. I did actually think of sometimes when like Jesus almost seems more like throw the gauntlet down, (laughs) right? Like, like the rich young ruler, although he's not like, you know, or like talking to the Pharisees and, and being very straight and blunt with them. And um, yeah. and then um, he is confident in God's power to give them repentance and endurance in their faith. So, you know, a lot of what he says here is because he, he understands that like their sanctification and how they're going to hear this letter and everything are, um, uh, you know, he has confidence that 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 the spiritual fruit that w- will happen in their life is the work of God. Mm. So th- there's, there's as much confidence in God as there is in, in his own uh, feelings about their well, it's um, in, I mean, maturity verse or like their stands own. out to me for that, where it says, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah. like knowing what he gets into in some of the later chapters. Yeah, this the fact that yeah. they're going to be guiltless on the day of the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. is certainly the work of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Christ. Cer- certainly is. And I think I think that's a this is a very powerful verse that mm-hmm. speaks to the role of God in our sanctification. Yeah. 
that um, yes, we work and we we try at things, but um, our uh, the, the success we have at it is at the same time the Lord working. It's like what he says in Philippians where he's like, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, and then he goes on and he says, for it is God who works in you to will and work for his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like both of those things are true. Yeah. You work and work to the extent to yeah. which it's characterized by fear and trembling, mm-hmm. but also all along it's God working in you. Yeah. Um, Note that Paul does not teach that a mere profession of faith that bears no fruit is genuine salvation. Okay, so Paul does not teach that, that, that like nowhere in his letters do we get the idea that simply saying, oh, I believe, and then like nothing's different about your life. Continue living as, yeah, yeah, like, um, and for example, I give 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, where he talks about certain people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. and so this, of course, is balanced with like the so like how do we think of eternal security and everything? And I actually I've never actually said this before, but in a study guide. But if you're struggling with how to teach this, then call me and we'll have, you know, maybe a half hour convo or something. Wow. You're committing a half an hour. How many leaders? are? Well, I don't know. <laughs> don't everybody call me. Maybe I'll have like limited. But, you know, so I know it's uh, I've also do, done a, there's a YouTube thing on our website where I've done a, I did a couple episodes on eternal security and stuff like that. And, you know, our can Christians lose salvation? But um, but essentially, I think like the, the nub of it is that genuine faith, the kind of faith that saves is the kind that bears fruit and, and in good works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also often will say, you know, we are amateur fruit inspectors. You know, we don't, We it's hard sometimes to tell exactly how much and exactly what kind, you know, so like we're, ne- we're never like experts with crystal balls into people's hearts, but, um, you know, we do have the right to say like, if, if there's, if there's nothing there, then there's probably nothing there. Mm. Um, so, okay. Um, do you struggle sometimes with having hard conversations with people? If so, do you find it more difficult to be gracious or are you more the type of person who shies away from such conversations entirely? Yes. <laughs> Is that a yes to both? Yes. Is that a yes to absolutely. both? Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely struggle with having hard conversations and I typically shy away from them mm. um, with the guise of like, oh, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and it's not that big of a deal and we don't need to talk about it kind of thing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually addressing probably some some things that should be addressed yeah 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 i um yeah so i mean i could totally see how both of these things can be (laughs) at play in a person's personality for sure unless it has to involve like seating on an easter service in which case you're like very good at having hard conversations (laughs) i was i had to be well well (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's much easier for me to to let people know there's no seats and much harder for me to uh ask somebody to be more quiet <laughs> ah okay yes um yeah um for me you know i i'm the type of person who shies away from such conversations but i've gotten better at it mm-hmm. and i think i've told i've said like one of my tactics <laughs> is like i think of somebody i know who's good at having hard conversations and pretend like to be try them. to pretend yeah. to be them i'm like what would someone I, well you know steve and i share an office and mm. he's very good at hard conversations and oh. i feel like maybe i'm hoping some just pro- by proximity yeah that'll, that'll rub off on me and i'll just be a little bit 
yep. hard and be better at having hard conversations. Yeah, yeah. And, with, <laughs> and the cool thing about Steve too is like he's also probably like one of the most loving guys yeah. that I know, and that's I think what make helps make that's him probably good at yeah, that. yeah. This probably helps. Yeah, um, giving your answer to actually. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to mention <laughs> this. Okay. Given your answer to the last question, what do you learn from Paul's approach that might be able to help you when you need to have hard conversations with people? Uh, um, so the compliment sandwich. The compliment sandwich <laughs> or the five to one. Yeah. As Five to one is like five That's pieces huge. of bread. Who eats yeah. a sandwich with five, five pieces, pieces of bread? bread? <laughs> yeah. Curtis would. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis. Put some peanut butter and fluff on there. Kurt, he's got the metabolism for it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Me, I'm like throwing the bread away and just eating meat like a weirdo. Um, yeah. Um, so, 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 tell us about this sandwich you speak of. Uh, I mean, it's like so. He's showing us. Well, one, he's giving credit to God here. Mm-hmm. He's not giving credit to them for anything in their life, really. Like yeah. if you look at it. Um, but he is saying, like, hey, I know you guys, and mm-hmm. I know that God has done a work in your life. And it is amazing and beautiful work. And here's some things that we still need to work on. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to sandwich it with another compliment as like to the work, a testament to what God has done in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And when things get really tough um, in by the time you're in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians um, is remarkable for like how much lovey language is in it. Mm. You know, where Paul's like, like, oh, my heart is wide open to you. Open up to me as well, you know. And yeah, so I think you see, really see that at work there. Um, he also talked, to, Ryan also talked about like digging deep. So, sometimes you have to dig deep to find <laughs> testimonies of God's work in their life. But like, do find what you can to affirm them. You know, I mean, don't lie. Don't make stuff up. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, nothing like lying about what God's done, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, um, uh, the, the, sometimes like, sometimes like taking that little spark. Yeah. I think there's a reason why Paul says fan it, fan into flame, mm. the gift of God that's in you. Mm. And it's like, uh, you know, sometimes you really got to blow on that ember, but if that ember's there, then don't pretend as if it's not. And, yeah. and, and realize that, that, that encouragement is, is, is very helpful. Mm. All right. What is the danger in avoiding hard conversations? What is the danger in having them, but not doing so lovingly? So, so the danger in avoiding and then the avoid uh, the danger in also <laughs> avoid having them, but not doing so lovingly. Right. This could be two questions. Yeah, it is. It is kind of two questions. Yeah, there's I two think questions. The danger, the danger in avoiding hard questions mm-hmm. is. I mean, God gives us community for our good. Yeah. And if nobody ever has any hard conversations with me pointing at <coughs> my weaknesses or struggles or areas that require some serious growth, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to know it and I'm not going to address it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to be sanctified. I'm not going to look more like Christ at the end of the day. Yeah. Because nobody had that conversation with me. Yeah. Some of my biggest areas of growth have come from people saying things to me that I know were not easy. Yeah. And it certainly hurts. Like it's Mm -hmm. not awesome to one, be the one telling the person, but it also is not great to be the one hearing those things. But, but at the end of the day, if we don't ever have those conversations with people that we love, we're never going to, they're never going to change or have the opportunity 
um, to change and to seek God in those things. And I think there's a general observation about like how to deal with anxiety. Like one thought that I have about like being anxious about the future that plays into the um, the reluctance that we sometimes feel towards having these convos. And that is the idea that like, I get in my mind like a fantasy picture of what something is going to be like. Mm. And I treat that as if it's reality and inevitable. You know, so like even in having the conversation about this in your community group, like it might be, I don't know why I've inflected it like that, in your community group, um, uh, (laughs) have a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, But even having this conversation, right, like, we we could make it and we could like start like sub like subconsciously getting it in people's heads that this conversation is just going to be total suck you know it's it's gonna you're both going to be you know they're going to be nerve you're going to be nervous they're going to be upset and everything whereas i don't know if i had a dime for the amount of times that i've had a hard conversation with people and i'm actually it actually goes pleasantly well and exceeds my expectations and we both walk out of there saying wow i'm glad we talked about this i'm so thankful we had that opportunity yeah exactly so yeah so don't worry about don't don't allow don't worry about things that you don't know are going to be Mm. the case that are mere possibilities you know plan for them um, do what you can to, you know, get ahead of them, mm-hmm. but don't be so nervous simply because of some, you know, fantasy scene that you've planted in your head with yeah. you and this other person as its characters. Sure. Now the danger in not having them, but uh, in having them rather, but not doing so lovingly. I think this is where my anxiety comes from because mm. I'm always afraid that no matter how loving I try to be, yeah. that it won't be loving enough, mm. and that person will become offended and really just kind of cut ties. And because I I value the relationship so much, I don't want to damage what we have. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I know where a lot of my fear and anxiety come from. Um, in having those conversations and i think that's certainly a danger like you can just be or another danger would be uh being the person that has the does the hard conversations all the time and never lovingly and then the the person you're talking with just becomes deaf Mm -hmm. to what you have to say they're like well they're just a critic yeah Um, i don't have to take them seriously because they're always coming up with stuff that i need to improve about my life they dismiss you which is yeah i mentioned that in the message right like that's the that's the concern yeah exactly um it's um yeah the uh, the I think I think I think people writing you off. I think we need to ask sometimes too, like what is the standard for loving? You know, like how do I know whether or not I was loving in a conversation? And maybe the maybe the standard is not whether or not they the conversation was a success and they totally got on my page. You know, um, I think that because you could be super loving and people not take it like that. You know, and. The, and that's not really on you, mm. you know, it's almost like a conscience before God thing. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I so think prayer yeah. is, is key. Like, you know, I think if you're, did if you read the next question? D- well, I did, but I didn't actually fully read it. <laughs> so why don't we just read it? Do you have, have to have a hard conversation with someone that you would like your group to pray for? 
And I was just going there to say, go. I think prayer is important for you personally. Mm-hmm. And then also having um, some people you trust around you praying for you as you prepare to have that conversation. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Who you trust who will not gossip about the situation. Right. Yes. Yeah. We don't want this to be. And that's that's the hard thing about prayer guys because so many times you can go to a group and they're like i just want you all to pray for my friend who is just a mess and blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah, you know and we're kind of running their mouth and then you don't like that person is not a safe person yeah it's like all right (laughs) i'll take a shower and then i'll pray (laughs) it's not (laughs) that's not because yeah the heart behind it um about what is shared and with whom Mm -hmm. yeah you just don't want it to become a gossip that and that's a temptation yeah but you're but you're absolutely right yeah i mean like this is because because you know it is god working in us to mm-hmm. you know to 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 preserve us uh how does paul say it um to make us uh guiltless before mm. you know to help us to stand to sustain us to the end guiltless in the day of our lord jesus mm-hmm. and so if that's what you're hoping yeah god's got to be involved in that and our yeah. connection to him is through prayer and you know what i'm actually gonna to call out our prayer team because if you are like i i want to tell somebody about this and have them pray for me but i don't nobody comes to mind as like a safe person to talk to where it mm. won't come across as gossiping go to our prayer team on sunday yeah because like they're, they're all super like super good with that they're amazing and yeah. they're also maybe a step removed maybe you don't know them yeah. personally and so it's and they not don't like know they've the got pers- meat they in the, the person, right yeah. they don't have meat in the game and so yeah um, and and many of them if not all of them like I know continue to pray for these oh, requests yeah. through the week yeah they you do know, and probably <laughs> beyond do. a week yeah <laughs> They're like, after the week, they throw them out. Like, yeah. <laughs> that one's uh, done. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, okay, read 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 17. All right. All right. 10. Okay. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized only Olympus and all the saints who were with him. Greet one another with a holy kiss and all the churches that's definitely Christ a weird translation right that <laughs> is a, what is this wait is that really what it says that is really what it says <laughs> it says esv let me see that no well it's not a translation oh i jumped Did up you, to oh you jumped up to the top <laughs> of the page from the <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> I was reading Romans. I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God that I baptized none of you. Ex- <laughs> Do I need to continue this reading? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> while Kristen pulls herself together, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. <laughs> um, no problem. You know, actually, you want to know something? Uh, there's, there's actually um, 
back when I was uh, doing my studies, you know, one of the things you study is textual criticism. Mm -hmm. And that is the um, comparing of manuscripts, you know, because sometimes in handwritten manuscripts, you get a lot of mistakes. And sure, stuff. Yeah. so it's like, how do we know what the actual Greek text says? And there's all kinds of different kinds of like copying errors and things like that. Mm. And so don't feel bad because there's actually one uh, one manuscript, I think it's of Luke, where the scribe was apparently copying from a manuscript that had two columns mm -hmm. and just copied straight across the line. Oh, no. And so <laughs> like the like, whole thing. Yeah, just the whole the whole oh, thing no. is just that like. <laughs> Like, so you you <laughs> caught it pretty early on. I'm reading, I'm like, <laughs> that I baptized yeah. and Olympus. Yeah, and this is one, she's Wait, reading what? from one of the Bibles that we have in our, um, I guess in our, like, you our know. youth room. Yeah. And, and it, and it has the, the, the two end, columns. like, it ends up to save paper, I guess. It's, it's like the end of Romans and the beginning of first Corinthians. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's columned. So. Anyway, now that you all understand. That was great. I love <laughs> Classic moments in the Discipleship Podcast. <laughs> I remember right. April 17th, 2023. Wow, you knew the date? I knew the date that because my impressive. brother's birthday was two days okay. earlier. Normally well, today, hey, y'all, today is uh, Curtis's birthday, if you know him. Give him a oh, shout out. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I haven't said it says, I haven't said happy birthday to him yet. Oh, he, I share an office with him. <laughs> I'm but you ate the brownies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, I did not eat oh. the brownie. I've been very good with keto for the last week. I'm I've not going to kill like it on a brownie. I've the tray myself. <laughs> nice. All um, right. So what are divisions? Why are divisions in the church such a big deal? Why are they such a big deal? Well. Yes. Well, I mean, the church is the body of Christ. Yeah. And, um, and it's... Where is it's it God's that, work. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, where is it that says uh, they will know you are Christian? Oh, this is uh, the, well, by, your, is, love yeah, by your love for one another. Yeah, by your love for one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I was quoting, I think, the yeah. hymn, not the book. Uh, they <laughs> not will description. know we are Christians <laughs> by, by our love. love. Yeah. <laughs> by our love. <laughs> Yeah, that so that's in uh, that's in Jesus's high priestly prayer. Right, John, and well I, not, yeah, I, I, and I yeah. think that's kind of like a good example of like if you love we, one another. Yeah, we are, we are Christ's, we are the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We are um, meant to be unified as a means of pointing to the one who saved us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So there's a testimony aspect of it. Uh, there's the aspect of too that like Christ. Uh, Christ saved us, saves us as individuals, right? And I'm very glad for my individual salvation. Mm -hmm. But like, if you want to, the like the one of the really important things to understand about like how God has, like what God has done, is that He saved us to be a people. Mm -hmm. You know, He right. saved us, he saved us to like, a family. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, in fact, like it, like a lot. This is like a huge thing for Paul. Um, in a lot of his letters, like the thing, in fact, you think about like all of the crazy stuff that the Corinthians are into and mm -hmm. doing and stuff like the stuff that's like dominates this letter is unity stuff. The mm -hmm. fact that there's divisions and the fact that there's factions, you see this in, in almost all of his letters, it manifests itself. And I was always, I was struck by this, by, um, actually reading, um, N.T. Wright's, um, a two volume um, theology on Paul, right? Like, so it's like this magnum opus of like all of Paul's, 
thought and stuff and his take on on it and everything. And the first book, he actually begins with Philemon, hmm. you know, um, because Philemon is a book where like um, he's he's affirming the need for unity between an escaped slave and his former master, hmm. you know, and and all of like the 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 craziness and the and the beautiful picture of love that um that 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 ought to be present in the church right of of saying accept him back and no longer as a slave but as a beloved brother and everything right like he's he's because paul could easily have been like you know that's might be kind of dangerous you going back there Mm -hmm. and, and everything but like it's worth it it's worth it for what this does, for what this shows about the body of Christ, mm. that that you would be welcomed back in love. And and so, yeah, like, um, I mean, think about some of the things Paul says in this letter. He's like, you are God's you are God's church. And if uh, you are his temple and if anybody destroys that, God will destroy him, mm. yeah. you know, and so. The church, it's important because it's important to God, because God, sir, God, um, uh, God's final, like, uh, decisive blow to Satan and to the powers of evil and everything is, in essence, a, um, a, a creation of something that is um, united and not divided. Okay, so actually we just came off of a pause because we heard Darcy <laughs> crying in the other room. Well, Kristen heard her I, I heard Doug's looking room. at me with like yeah, funny faces. I'm like, faces. what are you doing? I'm like, I thought we're good on time right now. Yeah. Okay. So Darcy's in here with us now. So you're going to be definitely hearing some chatting. Sucking down one of these uh, baby food pouches. Yep. Okay. So, all right. Uh, does opposition to division mean that we can never disagree? If not, how do we guard against allowing disagreements to turn into division? Sure. That's a great question. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I just, I feel like I talk about this monthly in the membership classes, but um, opposition, I think, is actually good for mm-hmm. good dialogue and kind of challenging one another to examine scripture and know what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does not lead or does not have to lead to division but i think what the areas that should lead to division Mm -hmm. would be areas like for instance our our doctrinal statement our statement of faith Mm -hmm. those are the core tenets of the christian faith and if you disagree on one of those Mm -hmm. absolutely we should oh my yeah (laughs) we should we should consider like there needs to be some division and you there. see and you see that in first corinthians even right where he's saying this this is yeah. the same letter where he's like look you're not really christians if you don't believe in the right. resurrection right yeah um and so i think that's certainly an area to divide in that's not an area mm-hmm. to be like oh well i understand but we can believe different things and still reside in the same church no that's yeah. that's where the line is drawn um but then areas of uh, lesser importance areas of um, we would call them like the open-handed issues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are okay to disagree with but also commit to being remaining unified as a yeah. local church as a local body yeah but and the way that the way that we kind of uh, parse those out are, are uh, things that meet the criteria <laughs> of <laughs> things that might meet meet the criteria of importance and also 
clear in scripture, okay, those are things that we would consider uh, first tier issues. Mm -hmm. Lower tier issues are things that are still important and might affect like the church you go to, okay, are things that maybe aren't quite as clear, like there's maybe the preponderance of biblical evidence in one person's opinion or something, but, you know, um, are a little bit less important than Mm -hmm. that. And then, and then like third tier issues are things that like, um, there really should, should be no, the people in the same church should have no problem fellowshipping, um, with, so like maybe like different political Mm -hmm. opinions and things like that. These are things that tend to be like, yeah, you might think the Bible does lean a certain way, but like in order to really form uh, thought, uh, good beliefs about these issues, you're doing reasoning that's a few steps removed from the scriptures. Right. Now, having said that, I think in terms of like divisions in the church, um, these dis- these disagreements over these things and maybe decisions about like where you're going to go to church or something, um, you do- it doesn't have to be done in a way that does damage to the body of Christ or actually does division. So like some like I've had we've had people here who like aren't into the music, yeah, right? and are like you know we're going to go to another church, you know there's a, you could do that in a way in which you know we still. I wouldn't consider myself under a division with those people. Right. I'll still meet them for breakfast or yeah. something like that, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, I think, I think those are, and I think, well, I think this kind of goes back to what we were saying about hard conversations and avoiding hard conversations. There mm-hmm. have been times when people, uh, will not enter into a hard conversation. If there is an area that like within the church, for instance, like, Say somebody has a issue with somebody in leadership mm-hmm. and instead of having a hard conversation and saying to that person like, hey, this yeah. really hurt me. Um, I know our leadership. I know our pastors here would enter into that conversation graciously and, and walk with that person to seek reconciliation. But if they don't enter the hard conversation, then um if they don't ever enter the hard conversation and they let it fester and then eventually there's bitterness and then and then there's division. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Is yeah, that clear? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes like not engaging can actually end up creating cracks in, exactly. in fellowship. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's true. And that's always it's just so sad because, you know, like, oh, man, a conversation early on could have really prevented this whole and so there, this there's, there's a, that's maybe a good way to be thinking about those hard conversations we talked earlier. It's like, am I doing this in a way in which we're going to be stronger afterwards in terms of a united one body in Christ? Or am I doing it in a way that's going to drive people away and cause people to get behind, right. you know, certain figures or certain positions? Uh, in your experience, do Christians care about division as much as they care about other sins? If not, why do you think this is? Ooh. I think sometimes, but maybe I don't think as much as we should as, as we yeah. should be caring about it. You know, like yeah, yeah. I think I think Christians care about it if they're in the midst of division, but mm-hmm. not if yeah. You feel it once it's like yeah. become a super big problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, I I don't think, I think, and it, this goes for different, uh, maybe different churches and different branches of Christianity more than others, but, you know, um, sometimes being 
like super clear about like how your doctrine is superior to everyone mm. or or how you do something is like that's not seen as a problem you know yeah. like that that's um and and we just kind of like look over that right. and and we see certain churches or certain leaders as far superior to others right, right. and um, that's not to say that we can't have voices that we trust and that there's people should just haphazardly choose churches, but, um, <laughs> Darcy desperately wants the microphone. <laughs> yeah. She's reaching for the mic folks, but there, yeah, it's not, it's not, I don't think people make as big a deal about that as they, as they make about say like, um, uh, like sexual sin or, 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 um, you know, other kind of like really the things that get people's attention a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, we actually just made another uh, edit uh, because small pause. So, yeah, so uh, fortunately, the ladies in E Town uh, apparently like kids. They, I, I yeah. it seems so. So yeah. right, right now, Heather and Sarah are um, so Forty Fifth Street in E Town. Yeah, are, they're, yeah minding they're minding Darcy. So okay, um, um, there will be hopefully less crying. On yes, yes, this section. yes. And so, yeah, so I think I think that people that Christians don't really care as much about mm. divisions because we often, you know, people feel that they're very justified in having, you, you know, yeah. um, if 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 something if, if there's a reason that I'm not, you know, uh, whether or not like there's an, an unforgiveness issue or there's like, you know, some kind of doctrinal issue, like we can always justify it in our minds. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I think one one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ is the diversity. And it's a lot of different kinds of diversity. You know, it is racial diversity and stuff, but it's also diversity of belief, diversity of opinion, uh, diversity of personality mm -hmm. and things like that. And just realizing that the body of Christ is a big place mm -hmm. and we um, need to make room for one another. And I, I love the way that Paul puts it at the end of Romans. He says, um, you know, um, live in harmony with one another, which is a, kind of like a musical term, right? So that together you may with one voice glorify the God and hmm. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so all these different, you know, voices singing different notes, glorifying the, uh, the God and Father of right. our Lord Jesus. And where, I mean, there's nowhere else on earth, there's no other group of people on earth with this much diversity um, just across the board diversity mm -hmm. can still come together and love one another. Yeah. Like there's n literally no other, it's only by the grace of God that we even have the ability to do that. And that's why the shattering of it and the, and the exacerbation of divisions, um, is such a problem. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are some worldly values that Christians unconsciously adopt that lead to division? Oh, I think, well, I, we touched on it before, but I think um, would be taking tertiary issues mm -hmm. and making them the main thing. Mm -hmm. um, say, like, I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah. You're not a Christian if you don't agree with me on this. And just kind of drawing that hard line and not dealing in grace with with others mm -hmm. um i i think also a, a good example here is the i Batesel called it tribalism right and yeah. i think i think kind of forgetting about what makes a person great in the kingdom of god and so but, right because like if we're rallying behind different leaders and saying oh though this is this is my pastor or this is the these are the guys that i read who do mm -hmm. you read oh you read that that shallow stuff you know like 
that that's the, those things. What what are those people whom you look up to? Servants through whom you believed, right? Mm-hmm. One planted, another watered. You know, only God gives the growth. Right. Um, Jesus says the greatest among you is the one who serves. Right. You know, and so like ignoring the like the the, the, the dynamics of the kingdom of God, ignoring what greatness looks like in the kingdom of God and um, is is like those are like mm-hmm. your your thing. And as Paul will go on to argue in this letter, you're thinking like worldly people. Mm. You're thinking you're thinking according to the wisdom of the world when yeah. you do this. I think um, one of the worldly values that Christians unconsciously adopt and that lead to division, um, I think comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, some people get comfortable one way, other people get comfortable in another way, or they get comfortable in mm. like, like you said, their tribe. Yeah, um, like you might have a church that has people who just like that it's just them, and there's there's n- nothing shaking the boat, and they want it to stay that way. Um, mm. so that means they're not missional in the way they approach their community. Yeah. Or um, like that comfort turns into inflexibility. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's certainly a, a like because who doesn't want to be comfortable? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and we can all kind of fall into into that in different ways. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where have you observed divisions in the church and what can you learn from them? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I know that. Well, yeah. Um, I know that I've observed divisions. You know, I mentioned music stuff earlier. Yep. And I think that a lot of them can come from that. Okay. <laughs> can come from a lot of people's very, um, a, very strong opinions about a very subjective thing. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, we should, should, we as Christians should listen to this. Now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to include like two live crew in here. Um, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit. You have a blank stare on your face, but like, um, <laughs> what I'm talking about is like Christian music, church music, like the kind of music that we play in churches, the kind of music that we listen to, to be edified to, you know, mm-hmm. and people can be very critical about such things. Yeah. And, um, I just think like, um, I, I while that, while I, I think there are some legitimate areas for concern. Uh, and so some people make a way bigger deal of it, I think, than they should mm. um, know, like um, um, I that I would go and, and be judging this moment of of edification that another person is having between them and God mm-hmm. as being shallow or as being, um, you know, compromising in some way and then saying I can't fellowship with people who are into that kind of worship or that kind Mm. of music um i just think you know that's i don't i it's that strikes me as something that the apostle paul might write some of our churches about Mm. i feel like james might have written about that somewhere yeah 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 somewhere what's (laughs) somewhere i wonder what book it would be yeah i have no idea yeah yeah. so yeah so then so there i've seen a lot of it there um, I've seen division. I mean, even the the church that I initially grew up in, mm-hmm. um, the first part of my life, there was uh, the church ended up splitting literally over the renovation that was happening. Oh, you hear um, like hard like yeah, you hear that as stories. like as like yeah yeah like it's but people well, tell jokes about it like right, the color of the carpet right <laughs> but it's literally true and it's happened like yeah. people get really angry about the color of the walls or 
what's going to happen with the, this addition or who gets that room and mm. what's its use, you know? So, oh man, it just, that is so sad to me. Yeah. It's like, really, what is important here? Um, but, yeah. but then, yeah, uh, I've seen, I've seen what could potentially be division actually be handled really well yeah. by people who recognize, uh, where it stands as far as um importance yeah like recognizing it, like this recognize is my opinion unity, yeah yeah that yeah unity but is unity important. is far so more i important. can voice my disagreement but i yeah the other thing that i that i'll mention here too is i think sometimes this can happen with people who are very passionate about legitimately good issues mm. so yeah. if i've got oh, yeah. like a thing you know whether it's like foreign missions or mm -hmm. or or racial reconciliation or um, uh, abortion or you know whatever it is or feeding the homeless mm -hmm. and I'm looking around in my church and every why is not everybody as a, on as board about this as, as yeah, I am right you know um, and there's an issue with them because they're not yeah kind it, of exactly yes exactly and I think we need to be very careful there right, right. Um, well because you like we talked about the diversity like God gives each person different passions, different gifts, yes. different things that are good and important to be concerned about um, at different levels. Yeah. So you not because we can't all be right. like what what which of the hundred good things that the Lord would have me give my life to right. does should I right. pursue? You right. know. And so like, um, well one way that I've even handled this in my own life is like, like giving to missions, for instance, that giving towards organizations <coughs> that are carrying the torch that I can't right yes. now. Like yeah, I don't yeah. have the capacity yeah. to, but I'm going to support you. I can't go, but I can support someone. Right. Who can, that so kind like that's, yeah. that's kind of one way mm -hmm. of, of handling it. instead of expecting like just to be in 100% yeah. um, in everything. Yeah. Um, supporting through prayer, supporting through finances, supporting through occasional, you know, like whatever it might be, there's ways we can um, seek unity yeah. without campaigning for division because. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and, and it's okay to even spread a passion for yeah, it, you know, but yeah. like. Yeah, but but again, I, I think as you said before, it's the people who care about unity and kind of keep that forefront mm -hmm. to use that as a check on like how they're rolling with that mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So how can you guard against divisive attitude in your own heart, Kristen? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this yeah. one hits home. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, I think being humble about my opinions, humility, and then prayer for those like if i'm starting to notice bitterness mm -hmm. um in my heart towards somebody who might be have a different opinion or um just just praying like honestly taking that to god yeah um being humble before him first yeah. and then uh seeking him in how we should deal with others yeah. i think is a really great place to start i think also like looking looking at the um uh, seeking the truth of another posi mm. person's position or another person's perspective, mm -hmm. seeking to see the good. Certainly, yeah. Um, uh, rather than immediately thinking of reasons why you disagree or mm -hmm. how you should tear it down and everything. And of course, you got to be a little careful about that because mm -hmm. you don't want to be gullible. Uh, but um, 
you know, there, if, if somebody holds a position strongly, generally there's probably some good reason, mm -hmm. some decent insight somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Asking questions. Can, yeah, ask questions. Yeah. 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 It's amazing how much, how much of Jesus' conversations were questions. Right. Yeah. Not, and well, not being, uh, defensive in conversation but but just purely out of curiosity yeah. asking lots of questions yeah. like i just want to know i would yeah. love to seek, understand seek to understand yeah. before you speak yeah. yeah absolutely great all right let's uh just uh look, take a look at the prayer items real quick here praise god that he is faithful to sustain us to the end guiltless in the day of our lord jesus um I plagiarized that, by the yep, way. Yep, verse 8. Um, <laughs> pray for those in your group who are faced with hard conversations in the near future. Mm -hmm. Pray that the Lord would give you the same kind of heart for unity that Jesus displays in his high priestly prayer. I do not ask for these apostles only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Hey, that's me. Um, <laughs> that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Amen. And amen. <laughs> and I'm going to go get some seltzer. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, I'm back with them. All, All right. right. Yes. So, nice and cold. I don't. They are nice and cold. So today, I've never tried this before. It's Saw pink. it in Target yesterday. Saw it in Target yesterday when I bought this shirt. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, this is look. How how should we LaCroix. be pronouncing this? Okay, good. Lacroix is what I say. Is High, there another way? Lacroix. Like some people are well. Lacroix. <laughs> it's definitely not Lacroix, but it might be something. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a French friend. I'll ask him. Okay. Um, hibiscus, and I'll confess. I don't think I could. I, I'm not too familiar with the hibiscus flavor or... I'm nervous. I, I, I'm it's lie. a flower. Is it a flower, Kristen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's flowers on this. That's how cultured I am. All right. I'll pour these babies out. Pink can here. Um, the smell. Little medicine-y in the smell. I and, like it. Uh, you, you, do you sip it or anything? Yeah. You take a sip? Yeah. Oh. I wasn't all about that. You like Just, it. I, I do-ish. Hmm. I do. It's There's not a floral. Lot. It's not floral. It's berry. Very it, berry. It is very berry. There's a lot going on in the flavor. There's like several different layers here. Zero sweetener equal, oh, zero, zero sodium equals innocent. Hmm. It's like, you know what? It's like a, it's like a berry, but then there's a. There's a lot of bubbles though. I'm not loving that. Very bubbly. Hmm, I don't I wish I could say more than berry. But if someone was like this is a berry thing, I guess all right, so I get like the hibiscus tea, right? It's, it is floral, a little floral. Did you say it's not floral? I'm liking it less the more I drink it. It is it's not as floral as I was would have expected it, mm. but very much on the back end. Oh, I'm kind of having a hard time now. It's dropping <laughs> oh my in goodness, bubbles. It's dropping in bubbles. It's a good thing I didn't ask for your <laughs> bubble thing like 30 seconds ago yeah i mean i'm having a hard time liking this it's got a very dry aftertaste like don't sip it for like 15 seconds my tongue is like dry it's astringent all right it's like it's did you me here's the thing have you ever <laughs> licked antiperspirant no <laughs> okay okay 
Uh, neither have I. <laughs> it's like what happens when you do that. Oh, uh, gosh. I can't. It's like prickly. It's making me burp. Well, I, I consider that a plus. My a different plus. color than yours, I like by that. the way. There's no consi- I think it might be the lighting. No, it's definitely Yeah, mine's a, a lighter. Color. Yours is a darker pink. You got a hot pink. You got a... It's like, I, it's like mine rolled off the assembly line right before it was time to change the cartridge. I'm going to drink it. I don't... It's, it, you know what it's like? It's like a berry seltzer that someone steeped some tea into. I'm going to say that. But it's, I, I don't, I can't, are you getting this real dryness on your tongue? No. And maybe it's because I was Are you allergic week. to hibiscus? Know. Maybe I'm allergic to hibiscus. <laughs> 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 Let's get the EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not <coughs> getting a dryness. Thing. It was three for 11. So in my car, I've got a limoncello and a key lime. Oh, I just had the limoncello. Those are my two favorite LaCroix. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not like limoncello? uh, You know, it wasn't. (laughs) I think I've reviewed it before. The first, the first like few sips, I was like, I don't know about this. By the end, I was like, I think I like it. So I had a second can and I'm still unsure. This one, I'll drink it. It tastes less I feel like every sip tastes a little bit different. It tastes a lot yeah. less berryish to me right now. It tastes more like hibiscus tea, like a like I don't a white think I've tea. I've ever had hibiscus tea. Hmm. It's good. It's all right. I'm what gonna else? give it a three. You're gonna give it a three. You know what? It tastes. It tastes like what I think licking the center of that flower would taste like. <laughs> Pollen. Yeah, like, and there's a <laughs> bee in there, and you don't know about it. It's, <laughs> Um, Stings your tongue. Right. So, how many did you give it? I give it three, but I feel like if if we allowed the half bubble, I'd give it two and a half. I'm giving it a three. I'm giving it a two. I'm not a huge fan of this one. I'll drink it. Is what where I'm at. Oh, I thought you were saying you'll drink the rest of my can. No. Okay. You're like, no, I'm not that desperate. (laughs) All right. Cool. Well, so um, if you like. Berry and hibiscus, then this Go is probably a pretty it's good pretty representative. Strong, honestly, like the it flavor the, itself, it's not like yeah. a weak flavor. LaCroix usually doesn't mess around with how much yeah. flavor they put in there. It's theirs. not like they left the hibiscus in the room with the sparkling water. Mm. It was like yeah, exactly. they really went went hardcore for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I'm I'm really getting I'm really getting the hibiscus now. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like if I ate a <laughs> I'm going to ask another bet weird question. Have you ever eaten a piece of potpourri? <laughs> a piece of potpourri? <laughs> yeah. No. Which I also have done. So I I've licked, eaten a bumblebee I've before. Licked him. Okay. It was that, pretty tarred. Did you I've chew it? it? Yes, I did. Why? I somebody said they'd give me $20. Was it live? No, it was it was I cooked it in the fire. <laughs> Real okay. <laughs> You're going to say this um, <laughs> an, an hour and 10 minutes into the podcast. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You, I got $20 for it. There was no, I made sure I'd there probably was no stinger. I'd probably do that. Yeah. Bumblebees you know? don't have a stinger, right? I'd probably do it again for 20 bucks. Maybe, maybe yeah. 30. If somebody, maybe if you like guys 30. send in money, <laughs> we will start eating insects on this podcast. I've, I've done it for less. I'll be <laughs> honest. I've, I've eaten quite All a right, lot of different bugs. All right. It was uh, a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, <clears throat> thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, we, uh, I'm, 
I'm used to how I end the Journey Through Scripture podcast. uh, (laughs) Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for leading. And um, uh, we'll we'll catch you back here next week. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.